I've had lots of interviews, but with no men. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Last season I did, but for some reason I've been having a hard time finding men to uh, interview. And so I've, I think I've had like either, I've had nine interviews either scheduled or done with women. And then you're the only male. <laughs> so I'm really, <laughs> oh, man. I'm really excited to switch it up a little bit because I know yeah, that's for sure. According to the National Institute of Mental Health, Seasonal Affective Disorder, or SAD, is a type of depression that most often occurs in the late fall or early winter, and symptoms generally go away during the spring and summer. This disorder runs in the family of teacher, musician, and author Michael. Over the years, he has found ways to cope with the disorder so that it does not control his life. He shares his story on this episode. Goodness, I, I do quite a uh, a few different things. Uh, my my day job. I am a um, a teacher in a junior high in the German dual language immersion program. It's brand new this year. So at the junior high level, I, beforehand I taught uh, second grade uh, dual language immersion at the in the same district. And actually, these uh, the seventh graders that I'm now teaching, I at first taught as second graders. So that's been a fun experience this year been a musician since childhood. Uh, luckily, I grew up with a musical mom, musical family. I, I'm a pianist and organist. I've played in several handbell choirs, including the Bells on Temple Square. Uh, and I've done 10 years with the Tabernacle Choir on Temple Square. It's been wonderful. I, I miss it like crazy. <laughs> so I do a lot of musical stuff. I've done a lot of things like musicals on stage uh, when I can. Um, I also do, I do a bunch of creative writing. I've uh, I published a few novels. Uh, I write um, song lyrics. Yeah, and I, I, I live, uh, live out in Tooele, teach, uh, teach out here. I've got uh, two boys and uh, one on the way. I don't know the gender yet, but uh, one on the way. <laughs> We're here today to talk about seasonal depression, which is something that we haven't addressed before on this podcast. So I'm really excited to talk to somebody who understands this side of mental illness. So I wanted to ask when you first noticed that you dealt with seasonal depression. Yeah. So th this is something that is actually, um, is inherited in some ways. Uh, so my, my mother, uh, always uh, struggled with this and I, she kind of explained it to us while we were growing up. And, um, I first noticed it myself uh, when I was about a teenager, um, but just yeah, just winters were hard. Um, they they call it uh, seasonal affective disorder, where it's the the lack of sunlight, um, the the dark days and long nights that uh, it just really takes it out of you. And as soon as spring comes again, then uh, I charge right back up, and things are just so much easier. Uh, I, this this January February time frame, you know, I. Are, is the worst is that you know it's the it's the dark after you know you have the holidays and yeah you, know, you got at least got you're, you're busy and there's lots of lights you know lights and beauty around and good music and then all of a sudden you're just winter <laughs> with uh with fewer redeeming qualities just right. as a teenager I, I, I started noticing it and my luckily i had my my mom there to kind of say you know what i think i've struggled this with this too i think that's what this is and yeah it, it it's definitely it's continued into adulthood i it's fascinating to me to think that you know a lack of sunlight you know that lack of, of vitamin d or just the lack of light or warmth 
causes such a dramatic change in our psyche. I think that is just amazing. And I, I think to some degree I've experienced that um, myself. And I am curious as to what ways it affects you in your work, in your relationships. I kind of, it just kind of feels like fighting a more uphill battle uh, with, with just doing about anything. You know, during the summer and the spring months, uh, it's it's just easier. It's just easier doing, you know, getting out of bed. It's easier concentrating. It's easier just fulfilling my my, my daily duties, my employment. Um, I just don't have as much energy, and it's not just the it's not just just energy though. It's you know yeah I do feel tired, but it's also almost like a mental energy where it's it's harder to um, find the motivation to do things. It's so much easier just to say. All right, you know, I just, I don't I don't feel like doing that or <laughs> right now I'm just gonna forget about it, um, and you know I I can still talk myself into it, but it takes um, a lot more effort. It's a lot more up of an uphill battle um, during the winter months than any other time. Right. So as a writer, do you find that that means that you have more what they call writer's block or is it more difficult for you to be inspired in the things that you are composing or writing you know it's interesting um sometimes sometimes yes just like the the motivation side is hard sometimes like it's easy to talk myself out of wanting to to write (laughs) Uh, but sometimes it's the um kind of the, the the dark times that do produce some some sort some good um so kind of inspiration for what I am writing for the content of my writing. I feel like sometimes when I am low, um, I even draw closer to God and that, that helps me feel inspired to write. So it's, it's this interesting dichotomy where um, on one hand, the, I, I, the motivation is down, but on the other hand, I, I'm able to find things within those hard times that propel my writing forward. Wow, that is really interesting, actually, like you said, an an interesting dichotomy. And I think that with being a writer, I mean, of course, you have your full time employment in addition to that. But being a writer, it is such a self-motivated type. Oh, exactly. Uh, Nobody's chomping at the bit telling you to to go get it done. You you just got to regulate yourself. Exactly. And that can be really tricky when motivation is low during those months? Well, luckily, w- w- one nice thing is that um, every November, I do what's called a National Novel Writers Month. You, you try to write 50,000 words in the month of November. Uh, and so I, at least I've got that to kind of jumpstart myself. Like I've got an actual like challenge to that I look forward to every year. So that, that, that helps so that, to kind of build some momentum to get me through the rest of it. Because I 50,000 words is, is a little short for a, a complete novel of, of what I, the kind of, that I'm writing. So I usually try to start it in November and finish it in December um, so that, it, you know, and let that momentum carry me through. That is a fantastic plan. Oh, thanks. I, I managed to do it, especially though, this, this last December, like when didn't have anything else to do. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm going to get that finished. And I totally did. So that was, that was nice. Well, that's a really good tip for anyone out there who's seeking motivation. I mean, not obviously, maybe not in the same form, but to find something in those months just leading up to the winter time that kind of, like you said, propels you to action because you get it started exactly. already. Starting is definitely the hardest. So you're, you can, it's easy to talk yourself out of it. 
Yeah. Well, you're kind of alluded to this a little bit already with the writing, but what have been the best ways that you've found of coping with the seasonal depression? Yeah. One nice, one nice thing that I discovered that uh, from my mother who uh, there are actually devices that you can get. There's certain kind of lamps that, uh, that mimic sunlight closer than regular, you know, lights that you might have in your house, regular light bulbs. That they're, they're pretty intense. <laughs> so I, I, in my little space, in my little office, I have one of these. And when I'm working, I just turn it on um, so that it's, uh, I'm getting that, you know, not directly in my eyes, but like close, you know, close to me and it's shining on me. Um, and you know what, that, that does help take the edge off. Um, sometimes I'll just, if I'm feeling really bad, I'll, I'll actually will just kind of close my eyes and get really close to it and just kind of soak in the light for a little while. And these lights are specifically made for people who um, have this problem. So uh, I find that helps. But, you know, of course, that's just one aspect of it. Um, you know, taking advantage of the days where there is a lot of a lot of sunlight, where it is, uh, I do I do just go to spend some time outside when I when I, even just for a few minutes. Uh, when I, I can take advantage of those days when it's not quite so cold and dreary. Um, yeah, and then just a, a big part of it is just setting goals for myself if uh, and doing that previous to winter and saying, okay, you know what, I, I'm going to look at what, what can I feasibly do? I need to be honest with myself and say, hey, I'm, I'm going to try to do X, Y, and Z um, so in my free time, you know, the time that I have, work on my personal projects. And then if I've done those things, I can say I'm done and yeah, I don't need to feel guilty about not doing more. And just saying, okay, yeah, what, what, what can I, what can I honestly get accomplished during that time? And, and and just even getting a few little things done really helps me feel not feel like, oh wow, I'm so uh, I'm a loser. I'm just you know not motivated. I didn't get anything done today. You know, um, yeah, I, I find that helps for me. Even just having those little victories, and you know, being realistic and not not trying to bite off too much. You know, it's really realizing, yeah, I am going to be more productive during summer and spring, and I, I just am, but I can still do some other things where I, I can still make some forward progress during the winter months. They don't have to be a complete, you know, wipeout. That resonates a lot with me because a lot of times, um, at least with other forms of mental illness as well, like with my OCD, a lot of times guilt is one oh, of the yeah. hardest parts. And I learned in therapy how important it is to just accept your feelings and accept your reality and to not feel guilty over those feelings, not be feel guilty for being sad or mad or lazy or whatever, but to accept them, analyze them, look at them, and then figure out from there what to do with them. Uh, it could be really easy to, to tell yourself lies, honestly, to, to do, try to, you know, trick your own mind yourself into believing something that just isn't true. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, right. I find once you finally do, you know, face the music and say, okay, you know, uh, this is the reality and this is how I'm going to do <laughs> to deal with it. I have a really good friend. This was the first time I ever heard about seasonal depressive disorder was um, when I was in my early 20s. And it was funny because every time there was even a sliver of sunlight coming through a window, she would scoot her chair so that she was sitting in that oh, little tiny sliver of sunlight. And, and it was so funny to me. And she just said, I just crave the sunlight. I need the sunlight. And she actually lives in Arizona because <laughs> she 
yeah, she, when she came out to school in Utah, it was extremely difficult for her. The winters were so hard that she just decided that she was going to live permanently in a place where there was not cold and dreary and dark winters. I mean, I, I love Utah. I've, we've had a, a family of made amazing friends and here and uh, uh, been able to participate in amazing things here. But yeah, winter winters in Utah, I've never looked forward to. Um, no, I, I was actually born in Arizona. So maybe that's the, it's the Arizonan in me. And I remember I served my mission in uh, Germany and uh, it's even a little bit, it's even further North here uh, on the globe. And I remember the winters it getting dark at like 4 PM ish. Uh, and that, that 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 being a real struggle too. I, I, even as a missionary, uh, that was definitely a mental health struggle. Just because then you know it's dark and you try to go knock on somebody's door to to talk to them, and they're like, "Do you know what time it is?" I'm like, four thirty. <laughs> you know, it didn't matter. You know, they're still like, "It's dark. <laughs> Leave me alone." You know. <laughs> well, you're in the middle now of experiencing the first winter ever yes. through a world pandemic. I am sure. It definitely was a one-two punch. You know, I was already spending more time indoors than usual, uh, and, and already already dealing with stressors that I didn't, you know, have last winter. Um, but I also also kind of saw it coming, you know. But we'd been doing the pandemic thing for months and months before you know before winter was going to come and I, I figured okay you know I better I need to buckle up so um, I, I did I talked to my healthcare provider um, I we adjusted some of uh, some medication I was on um, that that's that's really helped uh, I, I made sure and got my uh, the light ready and I've been you know doing a regimen of that uh, on a regular basis uh, you know I've set some goals so I got some great projects that um to work on that i'm excited about um so I, I i did take some time to think about that before winter hit but yeah you know it's definitely oh, it's definitely tough especially uh, I, I i've been this school year been teaching the entire time we haven't luckily had to close yet but it's also just really it's really taxing uh teaching in a mask, especially I'm teaching in a, a language that is not my native language and it's not the native language of any of my students. And so it's especially hard to make myself understood sometimes. Wow. <laughs> I never even considered that. So, I, so I'm just it, saying that to say I, some days I'm just a lot more physically and mentally drained than a, a typical school year too. So, I mean, it's, it's been a challenge. I've had to a lot of times just say, okay, um, I, I'm the kind of person where I, 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 I get on a particular project or topic. And I just want to keep on going, going, going. And I have to tell myself, okay, you know what? It's, it's great that you're, you were so productive today, but you also need to take some time to sharpen the saw, as they say. You know, like you can't just work yourself into the ground, especially now when you've got so many other stressors on you. You need to take some time to take care of yourself as well. Right. And I really like what you said about preparation. It seems like that is key in dealing with Absolutely. this type of depression is preventative action. And I, I think that that is really smart. So my last question that I have is advice that you would give to others dealing with seasonal depression. And also there may be some out there that haven't even heard of seasonal depressive disorder. And they're wondering, oh, I wonder if that might be something that I deal with. 
I was lucky to, in where I was told about it by a parent uh, who had, had struggled with it herself. Um, if you don't have someone like that in your life, yeah, it could be hard to spot because unfortunately, you know, there's a lot of things around the around winter that make people stressed anyway. You know, um, some people have negative uh, feelings around the holidays with with different things. You know, you might just think it's oh, it's just a, a you know kind of end of the year slump. I, I just say just pay really close attention, even to how how different days affect you, how the weather affects you. If if it's a nice sunny day versus um, versus a cloudy day, seeing whether um, it affects both your physical and your mental energy. For me, it's such a um, stark contrast that it, it's e I, it was easy to, to diagnose. But uh, I, I know other people I've talked to, it's, it's a little bit more subtle. You intrigued me when you said that about the weather. Do people who have seasonal depressive disorder, do you think they're more conscious of checking the weather to predict how their week might go? I, I actually do check the weather quite a bit, just as um, I, I get, um, in, I think, inordinately uh, uh, frustrated with uh, with long with big snowstorms and long periods of, of cloudy weather. And you know, some people are just the opposite, where they, they love cloudy days. I've got an uncle who just, oh, it's raining. You know, like oh, I'm, I'm the opposite. For me, it, it was the threefold uh, approach where it. One is um, finding a, a, a good medication that works for you that can really help. Uh, find getting the, uh, the, the the special lighting, I found that that, that helps for me when uh, when there are days that are not uh, so sunny. And then you know, of course, getting out uh, if, if you do have a a good day, a good sunny day, you know, taking advantage of that and spending some time outside. Um, and then just finding and then just setting goals and expectations for yourself, and you know, being honest with yourself and uh, not getting, you know, not getting too down on yourself, real, realizing that this is, you know, that you're, this is your reality and not something to be ashamed of. Well, that makes me wonder, um, this is sort of a different concept for me because I, I'm somebody who has been on medication, you know, full time for, you know, a decade and a half. But are there people out there, do you think, that really do just take medication seasonally? Yeah, you know, um, that's a good question. I need it most in in, in the winter time, but I, I I take it at other times. I, I guess I I because mo I am affected by um I've, I've kind of smaller episodes. Uh, so e it's either the, the 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 winter that brings the lack of sunlight that brings it on, or if I go through a time uh, that is especially. Um, stressful. Usually, it's be right before the beginning of the new school year. You know, it's in the middle of the summer, but I always get a little uh, kind of. I get some anxiety about that, um, and I, if if I'm completely off, then it can, I can really, uh, it's can be debilitating at times. So um, I, I do, I personally keep on throughout the entire year just to keep things a little bit more steady through all the ups and downs, but I, I think I, I rely on it more during the winter. Well, it's funny because I, I joke about this with my friends, my teacher friends, but I have teacher anxiety dreams every fall. And it's just so funny. And a lot of times it's, and sometimes they persist throughout the year, but it's especially bad, like in the summer before going back to school. And usually it's me like losing control over my classroom and having the kids like <laughs> yeah. walk out. You know, it, it's all your, 
anxieties manifesting in, in your dreams. Yeah, that's that definitely happens. And you know, I keep on thinking like, I've been doing this for years now. Like I should be okay, right? You know, like I know I can do this. I've proven that I can do this. But still, you know, that those same old <laughs> doubts come up every before it, every new school year. And then once I get into it, I'm like, oh, yeah, I can do this. I got this. But Absolutely. It's like over the summer, you completely forget how to teach or how you did it. I think that that's an interesting point, too, um, that I don't know that I've addressed before on the podcast with uh, anyone else is just the importance of being very vigilant about your medication, because there may be times when medication needs to be adjusted. Um, at more particularly stressful times. And there's no problem with that. You know, you you may need to have a little bit of a stronger dose. And it's just important to keep really close contact with your healthcare provider to discuss those things. There were a couple years where I, I did just take the medication kind of start, uh, like beginning of the school year up through the winter. Um, and then I stopped when I started feeling better again. And that next year, the school pre the before school time rolled around again, and I, I you know had a really bad <laughs> uh, anxiety episode. And I speaking with my healthcare provider said, you know what, we yeah kind of told me that it's where you're like we need to get get out in front of this. So like you know that this is the the most stressful time of the year for you. Like let, let's not wait until after that has already begun. Uh, to to get you some help, right? So like I, so now I've decided. Yeah. Okay, you know what? I'm I'm just going to I'm I'm going to do it at a more consistent basis, uh, so that I don't have those you know really really sudden low times where I just can't function very well. Right. Just getting in front of it. That's a really really important thing. I hope that uh, if you anyone who's listening, if you feel like this might be something that affects you. Yeah, uh, try some of the suggestions that I, I talked about today and see if that helps. So I, I know it, it's something that I've been able to, de- to deal with in my life and it's, it makes a big difference when I'm uh, proactive about it. So I, I hope if you this is something that you suspect might affect you, just give it a try. Couldn't hurt, right? 